want you to know better, do better, and be better. This is Hair, Head, and Heart with your host, cosmetology instructor, industry advocate, and writer, Mary Reed Johnson. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for joining me again. This is Mary Reed Johnson, and I have got to say there's been an incredible amount of of activity, good and bad. We were talking about negatives and positives uh, actually right before I got on the air, and it is just part of human nature. If there's good things happening, there's bad things happening. But one good thing that happened uh, just today, I got to thank Kevin uh, Lindsay and his whole staff of the Human Rights uh, Symposium. Uh, I got to present, but there was just a wealth of information for people who want to know uh, how to live better and, and how to get what is coming to you in a positive way. And so uh, the people there were just incredible. There was uh, people of every hue, people from Internet Amnesty International, uh, stereotype debunking, and just on and on and on. So I just, again, want to thank that staff of the Human Rights Symposium for uh, being there. There was a special uh, fellow who is now the Hennepin County judge, but uh, Mark Kappenhoff. He worked for the U.S. Justice Department for over a decade, and he led the investigation of the police department in Ferguson, Missouri. So he has an incredible uh, insight and he had some firsthand experience and exposure to things. And um, we can say that there are some systems in place that are not good for black people specifically, but for anyone. It, it, you know, they may start with blacks, but then uh, one of the terms that I heard uh, today was crimigration. And so that's where law, or criminal law and immigration uh, kind of make an unholy alliance. And so uh, our, our uh, people are suffering who are immigrants as well. And since we have such a large pop- population of immigrants in Minnesota, you'll probably hear that term a little bit more. But I hope that you will do your best not to um, encourage systems that are negative and buy into them, because uh, if you keep doing good, then good things will happen. Um, I'm going to pass out our uh, phone number if you want to call in tonight. Uh, It is 888-627-6008. There was a misnomer about a 712 number. That is for something else, so do call 888-627-6008. And uh, we are going to be talking to one of the people who brought something to the industry, uh, the industry, cosmetology industry this evening, that if it were not for her, uh, we just we just wouldn't even probably know what it was or, or all after the fact we would have known. But um, there is a, is a service called eyebrow threading. And what eyebrow threading is, you know, instead of waxes that we we used to use, and there some people still do wax, where you literally rip the follicles from the skin as well as the skin with a hot wax. 
um, there are indigenous alternatives. And so joining us today is one of my um, sweet people. I've, I've, I don't know how many years I've known her. We'll talk about that. But um, we, we've been around the block together a couple of times, and she's just a very sweet person, a strong professional, and I'm just glad to have her with me today. And Zari? Bakhtiari, and uh, she's going to tell us about her journey. And uh, welcome. Thank you for being here, Zari. Thank you so much, Mary. Well, how are you this evening? Let's start there. Honestly, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, now that I'm talking <laughs> to you, I'm doing wonderful. Oh, you're sweet. Well, I'm just going to just jump into it because people have a lot of uh misconceptions if you've never been uh, threaded before and so we're going to yeah. get to some of those those myths and kind of put them at peace and, and uh, talk about um, the service but first before we get there can you tell me a little bit about the history of threading yes uh, threading actually started in Middle East uh, and um, it's a technique that the ladies used to uh, every time they wanted to do like uh, cosmetic or beauty things, they would go and the first thing would do they would thread their whole faces plus eyebrows and then uh, clean their faces up that way. And that way, it not only cleaned the hair; they believe that it kept you younger because it exfoliates you, gets rid of dead cells. And also accumulates mm-hmm. collagen, something oh, that well, I, lacks. Yes, something I didn't. That I didn't even know that. Uh huh. Yeah. I okay. Well, and I could I could understand it because um, the the women of India generically seem to have a, an incredible amount of hair, and so and for protection, I'm thinking because of the environment. And so yeah. they're incredibly beautiful, and it's like I had always wondered, you know, how does this happen? Because you see, um, you know, you see the 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 history kind of um, from generations, and it it uh, amazes me that these people, you know, they may be sixty, they may be seventy, they may be eighty, but they look, you know, thirty, <laughs> and so and it makes <laughs> sense that it's something's happening there, and. Um, you know, it's it, it is uh, good to know. Now, do when you're learning uh, how to thread, is that taught from you know an adult master to a child, or you have to be a certain age? When can you indigenously Not thread? Not always, Mary. Like for instance, myself, my mother had a lady come once a month on a Friday and thread her full face and brows. And I was very young, maybe I was six, six years old, but I would sit down and just watch the lady, what she was doing. And this lady was constantly asking me, don't you have homework to do? And I always said, nope, I'm done. I was only six. And she somehow wanted to get rid of me. But I sat there and watched her. And by the age of nine, actually, I mastered it. I really knew how to do the threading perfectly. Wow. And and 
was were you charging for that when you know when you no. became a master even at that young age or no 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 you... I I never charged anybody teenagers would sit together like when we were teenagers we would just sit around and just play with threading our faces or uh, polish our nails and just do what the teenagers do you know when we right. had a slumber party then we would sit around and thread each other's legs or faces or arms, and they, we had fun that way. So it, on those times, we didn't have all these malls to go to, so we had our fun a different way. So it was like You're just getting beautified that way. So it's very much, I mean, transference of culture, it's very much like any teenager in the U.S. would do. You know, they hang with their friends, they do each other's hair, like you said, they do the nails, all this grooming, just fun girl stuff, correct? Exactly, exactly. And let me mention, I'm Persian, so I come from Iran, and Ah, that's how it was over there. Kids would get together, teenagers would do it this way, yes. My apologies. And so at what point did you come to the United States and 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 what was the process in you thinking, huh, I think I should offer this not just for yes. fun, but as, yes. a, as a living, a way of life? Yes. Actually, what was funny. that transformation? Yeah, when I came to America, I got I was married. So it's one of the uh, things is to always keep beautiful. So you want it to look beautiful for your husband. So I came to United States and uh, I looked for the same cosmetic technique and I saw there is nobody can do threading. So I wondered why nobody does threading in America, even though it's such a good service, it can benefit them in every way. So then I decided... I want to do this. I want to be able to do it for myself and be able to do it for the for everybody. So then someone told me that I need to, since I'll be working with the um, skin so close to public, I need to call the state. Uh, the estheticians, the cosmetology department. Exactly. So then I did call them and they said, you need license in order to do anything with the cosmetic and including anything that you get close to the public spaces. So then I went to cosmetology school, first started doing... And I'm going to stop you right there for just a minute, Zari, because this is part of uh, an ongoing thing... um, Cosmetology, according to Forbes from 2017 in May, it's a $445 billion business, right? And so uh, that's a good thing. And they say that it's a business that uh, women especially should be able to get in and make, you know, a very substantial living, right? But they only are limiting it generically to, you know, Cut color style, you know that type of thing. So there, yes. there, it could be even a bigger business if they yeah. uh, embraced and included uh, diverse 
offerings. Um, and, and so you met with a little opposition. So they said, no, this is how you do it. You must come through cosmetology with what we offer. So, okay, continue. Yeah. So it, um, it, for me, in order to be able to do this, I had to have a license, cosmetology license. So I mm-hmm. had to go to one of those uh, criteria, like the hair or the nail or the skin. So I decided to do the uh, cosmetology full. And, you did the entire uh, school? I'm sorry? Do you do the entire 1,550 yes. hour, or 1,550 hours in Minnesota? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. Oh, my goodness. And was that a painful experience for you? Because... Um, you already had this skill. Yeah. And so I, did were you um did they ask you to offer, you know, your already the skill you already had in school or no? Um what do you mean? I'm sorry. What did you mean? Yeah. Did you when you were in school and a student, did you also uh-huh. go were were people asking you for threading services? No. No, not in school. Okay. I still, uh, because they didn't know what threading is, even though when I said we have this technique, they didn't understand it. They thought there is needle involved in it. There is no needle involved in threading. <laughs> right. Oh. Yes. I've done your brows, Mary. You know, there is no... I know. Yes, there is no needle involved in it. So... So I decided to just finish the cosmetology school and mm-hmm. start doing hair. And it was then in the uh, where I got hired, I uh, decided that I will teach my own clients, my own clientele, what we offer instead of waxing. Because there were so many ladies that they were allergies, they had allergy to the uh, wax, and they asked me to thread them when I explained to them what threading is, and they loved it. They kept coming and telling me to thread their brows instead of waxing them. I know that there there was an article written about you um, a, a while back. But I think it addressed that you were the first one in the entire state of Minnesota to offer threading. Yeah. Is that am I correct? Yes, you are. Wow. And that article so, is way after I did it in other you know, in the places that I work. I offered it for so many years before then that article came up and that was if you remember we worked together and the owner of Alpha called, called the uh, Soran Tribune and had them come and see what I do. I don't know if you remember right. or not. Oh, is that when I know I had seen the article, but I didn't know it was written then. I um, we uh, we worked together, like you said. It was Alpha Hair, I believe it was, right? Yes. Yes. And a pretty group cool little group and you have your own little studio so even before they have these you know um the studios that we have now like um jc uh salons by jc and and i'm trying to think of solo and all of these others you kind of have one 
um, yes. her own business, and it was set up, and it was separate inside a salon with its own enclosed area for privacy and, you know, locking door and everything. So yes. even then, you, I mean, who knew? You're such a trendsetter. Um <laughs> But how did how did even that come about? Because it, it just hit me this very second. It's like she had her own studio. <laughs> and, yes. And yes. Uh, so, um, did you ask for that? Was that one of their ideas? How did that studio come about? In the no, in the I traditional used to work salon? someplace else. If you remember in Edina, I worked in Edina, and uh, one of my friends, Kim or Kit, you remember? Oh, I she remember told Kit. me, mm-hmm. yes. She said there is a space that uh, is for rent, and I can move your my business. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so she said I can move my business to <coughs> Alpha Hair. And I went there. I met with the owner. And uh, she actually showed me the room, and not long after, I rented it, and I started putting my equipment in there and started doing facials and threading, and on the side, I was doing still hair, too. I just know that you are extremely busy. Um, I'm going to let you. I'm going to. I'm going to sell a, a, an item or two here. And while I'm away, just for a minute or two, I'm going to uh, let you grab a drink of water and refresh because we want to dispel some myths so people can know what you know they should expect when they come for service. But I'll oh, give you a couple minutes, and I'll be right back with you, Zari. Thanks, Mary. You're welcome. Johnson, listening. You're listening to Hair, Head, and Heart on BBS Radio. If you have a question or comment and want to know a little bit more about threading, um, call in at 888-627-6008. I'm going to go back a little bit to our symposium because there are some things that are going on in uh, Minnesota that make it kind of difficult for people to get fair treatment. Well, I should say these are the things that will make it easier for you to get fair treatment. So, for example, if you have a loved one that just got arrested, you want to know what to do, what to do in that first 24 hours, because it will make a difference on um, how they are moved through the system um, so that you can know what's fair and and what's not fair. So I'm going to just quickly go over a couple of things, and then we'll get back to Zari. So if you are arrested in the first 24 hours, the, the first thing you want to do is, or if you suspect someone you know has been arrested, you want to call the uh, county sheriff's office. Actually, they have a roster at the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office, and it's called a jail roster. So literally, you're you're going to be calling, you're going to be asking uh, if you're the person that uh, you have an interest in has been detained, and uh, the number you can call is six one two. Three four eight seven five three zero. Now these types of things are occurring in places like Ferguson, and the numbers I'm giving tonight are specifically for um, Hennepin County or um, areas in Minnesota. So uh, again, first, just check and see if your person has been picked up or if they're detained. Then you want to check and see whether they have a court date. 
So sometimes they'll pull them in and say that, you know, uh, their options are basically to uh, take a court date or um, they can be released uh, with bond and there's, you know, all these other variables. But know that when you call that you, everything's being recorded. So definitely don't give any extra information, you know, write everything down, write the names of the people you spoke with, the time that you called, what you discussed, you know, all of that type of stuff. And remember, all jail conversations are recorded and they can be used in court. They most likely will be used in court. So you want to make sure that you're not giving information that you don't know about or or don't... um, Uh, add fuel to the fire, especially when you don't know the full circumstances. You want to talk with your loved one first. Don't volunteer any extra information because it could um, hinder uh, the helpfulness that you intended. Um, You want to work with the public defender throughout the whole process. And the public defender actually is the person that they put in place, uh, no charge, to help your loved one. And so, you you know, at some point you, you want and need to trust. However, there are some statistics that show when people are um, faced with the possibility even of going to jail, especially if they're, they're innocent and, and haven't done anything, then um, they'll do things like they'll plea bargain. They'll admit that they're guilty for something that they didn't do. And that uh, really just ends up not being a very effective thing or not a very positive thing because it increases the numbers and the likelihood of the person going to jail for something that they didn't do. And it um, is sometimes hard to erase a record that um, you agree that you've done some wrong thing. And so, you know, you just want to be very, very cautious about um, just plea bargaining, especially if you are innocent. Another thing you want to do, if you're charged with a felony or a a gross misdemeanor, which is just a step below a a felony, you want to call uh, for some evaluation services. And uh, same number, um, that 612-348. No, actually, you want to call the 612-348-4324. And then you can ask for help from the officer of the day. So that's only if you're charged with something a little more serious, right? Now, sometimes people have medical conditions and uh, either they're, they are identified or they're not. But if your loved one has a, an urgent medical or a mental health kind of issue, um, you want to call the charge nurse hotline to see if they're there or... Um, you know, how they're doing. And that number in Hennepin County is 612-596-8070, so 8070, at the Hennepin County Adult Detention Facility. And they are undergoing a lot of rule changes because apparently the people who were... uh, didn't have disabilities were being handled differently than those who uh, did, and and uh, if they could even determine uh, what the disability was, you know, it it might not be appropriate treatment. So uh, there's a lot of numbers and things that you can do. If the person that uh, you have in question is not released, right, you can go to their first court date 
and asked to speak with the public defender. Again, that's a person who's who's watching over them or uh, helping prepare a case to defend themselves in court. So if you do ask to talk to a public defender, you want to be prepared to provide um, documentation of the, the person's school. If they uh, are an immigrant, you want to uh, give information for that, what the status is, if they uh, have some type of housing uh, available to them, you know, that type of thing. Any any positive things that they're participating in, uh, if, they're, if, on, if they're on a sports team, you know, any positive things to help show that this person is absolutely a viable and positive contribution uh, to society. So those things the public defenders can use to help uh, the judge be more sensitive to the person being a, a value or an asset to society. So there's a lot of things you want to do, and that's just in the first 24 hours. But um, do, uh, you know, if you're in that situation, do feel um, like you are in a team effort. There's a lot of things going on in Minnesota right now to um, help that process. So I'll give you the number one more time to the Hennepin County Public Defender's Office, and that is 612-348-7530. And just, um, just know that they do have rights, you have rights, and uh, I hope that your loved ones are safe and that it ends up, ends up positively for them and for the community. Now, back to Hair, Head, and Heart. This is Mary Reed Johnson. We are meeting with or talking to Zari Bakhtari, and uh, she is an expert eyebrow setter, and she was one of the first ones, actually, if not the very first, to bring that industry to Minnesota. And so, Zari, are you back? Yes, I am. Awesome. One of the things that... People, you know, they, they know about waxing because it's been around forever, and they're definitely um, embracing uh, threading. You see more and more shops, you know, Midtown Global Market. You see them just kind of all over the place. But yeah. before we, 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 we go there, I want to know, are you uh, accepting new patrons? Yes, I'm always accepting uh, more clients. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, then give us your contact information, and then we're going to talk about what people can experience. Well, I'll talk. I'll throw out a myth, and you tell me what what the truth is. How's that? Yes, yeah, but course. first, what <laughs> what what's the best way for people to reach you, Zari? It's a, the number is six one two 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 one four five two nine. Excellent. Threading by Zari. Go ahead. It's called Threading by Zari. And she has a studio in uh, Edina, Minnesota, very cute yeah. little place, and um, she mm-hmm. will help you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there is a big, ginormous difference in the long term effects of threading versus waxing. I used to get my brows waxed, and eh, it's a thing, but the stubble and and anyway, it's not as pretty. And as natural and as beautiful, I think, as the results I get from threading. 
So Zari was, I think you were probably the first person that ever threaded me. I'm not positive, but I think yeah. so. And yeah. um, the results were amazing. But I, I'm going to talk about some myths first, and then you you tell me what's really happening when when different go- things go on. So sure. um, I I didn't I was not one who um, plucked. You know, some people take the um, I don't know the tweezer and they just yes. just pluck 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 till there's no hair. So um, that is not something that they do in threading, is it? No, they don't use tweezer at all. Actually, we think tweezer is not good to to be used on the hair. Um, and the reason is because of the properties of a metal uh, interfering with the follicle of the hair. So it it makes the hair come back stubby. And also, it, sometimes in the tweezing, uh, you lose the follicle. With threading, your hair comes back, but very soft, very soft and gentle, but it lays back, so you do not notice it. But with tweezing or with shaving or with waxing, you definitely know because it comes back in sparse. Yeah, it's hard. It's like like, um, like little man hairs, little razor stubble yeah. or something. Exactly. And the other yeah. thing, it's for the people who I've seen that I think overpluck. I'm not sure if that is or not, but anyway, if it's sometimes they'll get like if they make a a wrong move, that hair doesn't come back at all. <laughs> yes, that's it, true. You know, and so then they have to use pencils or whatever other kind kinds of camouflage. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, well. Some people think that it doesn't count unless it's like a high arch. What do you think about shaping brows and high arches? Um, well, it depends to the brow, how the shape of their brow is. Some, you can't okay. do too much of arching in the brow. Then it makes you look surprised, you know. <laughs> right. Um, Yes, you don't want to do that. You want to be uh, giving that nice shape of um, going... Something more flattering. Exactly. You don't want it to go too high up like a ladder and then coming down like a zigzag, like a Mm -hmm. eight or whatever it is. You don't want it that way. You want to be... um, And with waxing, it almost was like... Yeah, with waxing, it was almost like you didn't have much of a choice. It's like you have your yeah. two strips, they cross right here, and that's it. <laughs> that's because you don't have control with waxing. While you put the wax on, then uh, you have to use the tweezer too because you can't get too close to clean it up. And if you do, you don't have any control over it, so it might take a little bit more extra of the shape. Here's, is this a myth? I think it's a myth that you should never tweeze above the brow. Um, and when it you're, a myth. Um, the, you can. Go ahead. I'm, you, you, can, you can thread it, not tweeze it. Um, I always tweeze. thread the um, top portion of the brow to make it um, cleaner so it can make the shape uh, much neater, cleaner. 
I agree. And I, I said tweeze because that's yeah. it, my cosmetology background, shame and thigh for me. But um, with threading, I've noticed, because um, especially I have uh, one that's a little square and just yeah. very difficult to control. But you guys are really scientific in, in, in how you angle, you know, you, yeah. you, you work with the contours of the face, like really, truly. And it's not just some, you know, piece of paper that, you know, someone lays down and you get what you get. So I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you do look at the natural contours of the face and yeah. God knows what he's doing and you, <laughs> you just work with him. Yeah, with the brows, you don't want to overdo it because you want to keep the brows as thick as possible. And um, so give them the natural look, not not stripping their brows. You want to keep them really nice and thick and natural, but clean it up. With the, When you're choosing to um, add be, be beyond the brow, um, how is that determined? Is it just flat out if there's enough hair where it's disturbing you, you you would uh, choose to thread it? Or are there certain areas that you just want to avoid, if possible, changing in any way? Yes, there are uh, parts that um, if the hair has been disturbed before, you want to even let them know to grow it back or you ask them if you want to still keep it the same, the same shape and just clean it up and slowly, gradually grow it back because you want to, they still, uh, they're looking for a nice, neat, clean brow. So you cannot tell them that you need to go and grow your brow. You want to clean their brow but let them know these are the options for you. You can, you know, grow it and come back and get a better brow. How how often should people return generically? They come every four four weeks, and I mm-hmm. have uh, clients that they might go a little bit further, like every two months, every month and a half. It depends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You did something with me that I didn't even realize could happen, but thank you. Um, kind of a, 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 well, it's just, it is what it is. Nostril hair, uh-huh, you know, yeah. those yeah. can be just ridiculous. And I, you know, as a, as a braider weaver, I, you know, I could probably have braided my nostril hair, but you were able to help me with, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that was a, a wax. But yes. uh, who knew that you could do these things? What other specialty services do you offer? I do facials, I do peelings, I do threading, and I clean up if they need it. They, I clean up the nostrils and brow threading and arm threading. Now, sometimes arm threading um, is one of the uh, things that the ladies love to do. They love to get rid of their face um, arm hair because they wear the shortest sleeves and they don't right. want to. They want that natural look, but they don't want all the hair gone. They just come and thread it so it makes it look natural. It doesn't look stripped like wax strips the 
scary nice. But threading doesn't, yeah. It looks very nice and natural. And again, I, I didn't realize until tonight, but it makes absolute good sense that there's exfoliation that's going on in this process. So it's, yeah. it's way beyond waxing. Waxing will take off too many layers of your skin. And um, and uh, that's just not a good thing. I know that you also sell products. Are those products that you developed or are there special lines that you like to use? No, I just, um, I love to, can I name them or not? Absolutely. Yes, I actually, I'm in love with Ceramer. One of the lines that I have always used on myself and it's made with uh, algae from coast of France and it's actually oh made in France and it's one of the top lines that I really like to use on myself and also I sell it. And I also sell image, but I do not make my own um, products. Even though I was raised to use a lot of fruit or masking or cleansing or exfoliating but no I don't make it on my you know like I don't do my own line I would love to but I don't have you know there's something called white labeling and we'll have to talk about that another time but yeah for you especially you uh, have been in the industry for quite some time you know what's good you know what works and with white labeling basically there are companies, they, they have the containers, you can design your label or they will design them for you, but uh, that will allow you to um, have your master mixes. And they'll, they'll, they'll um, even help you with the, the uh, formulations and that type of stuff. Because sometimes, like you might, for example, make a really great cookie at home, but when you take yeah. it to mass market, some things change. And so they will help you get it formulated so it can be um, as pure at the level that you want it to be. And then you could have, you know, browse by Zari cream. I don't know. But it is definitely something. (laughs) Yep, it's something that is very, very doable. And there are some companies that will start you for even under, you know, two grand. So if you want to know more about white labeling, um, you know, it's it's a Google project because uh, there are certain companies that might speak to your inner self better than others, but you can absolutely compare, and um, I could see that for you in the future. Of course, I would love to talk to you about that. (laughs) Now, I know recently you had a trip to the cosmetology department. Um, They have some interesting updates for uh, things related to some of the non-regulated services. They also have some things that are being deregulated. And I think eyebrows was one of them in there. So what did you find with when you uh, were trying to get your updates from cosmetology? Was it a week or two ago? Yes, I called them and I just wanted to make them, you know, ask them why aren't they regulating the threading because this is a technique that really can harm someone. Threading, mm-hmm. the twisting of threading and moving it up and down the face or brows can seriously cut and it works like a scissors. 
-hmm. And I was just shocked when I heard uh, the commerce department or department of cosmetology, they did not even regulate it. Because when I asked them, they said that um, they they wanted to, but uh, the people in the mall said that this is discrimination. This is not discrimination. This is something that needs to be regulated. So you want to be regulated, which I think is I, interesting because I would think, well, I, I when I think of the braiders, they want to be unregulated. It doesn't mean that they don't want to have standards. That's the difference. They have standards. Yes. It's just that they don't think that the cosmetology department number one, even cares enough about them to try to know what is the right thing or the wrong thing. And number two, they don't have anyone uh, in place that would necessarily teach or that they would want to work with. If you have gone to any of the cosmetology department meetings or had to deal with them, or actually you were there last week, there's not too much diversity there, (laughs) you know. That's true. yeah, not Indian, not Persian, not black, not five foot two who eat hamburger. I mean, it's just very, very standard and very, very Caucasian and very, very certain class. And it's like that does not represent, you know, the people who are paying money for licenses or like you, you paid to go to school. They're doesn't represent someone who paid $20,000 going to school, you know. And um, true, you have additional skills, but I think it's almost unfair. And, you know, you can have absolutely have your say, in, uh, but I think it's unfair to have you paying for something they didn't teach you, you know. So, yes, regulation, but maybe not regulation under the cosmetology department. But what do you think would be an alternative, or would you rather be regulated by cosmetology? I think they should be, because they shouldn't be having the permission to just, excuse me, they shouldn't have the permission to work on public, on their skin, when they know mm-hmm. they can cut them, the <clears throat> Department of Cosmetology should regulate them. All you know, right. I well, think they should be regulated. Yep. I do think that there should be some regulation for sure. But just yes. like your 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 ancestors, your friends, the you know, the people who taught you, um, yes. they learned from masters. And I, 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 I hard-pressed to imagine there being some masters in cosmetology. Now, if they were to embrace you, for example, you're a master, and you could teach people or you could teach teachers to, you know, train trainers to teach the students, I could see something yeah. like that. But because yeah. they're not diverse, the the likelihood is pretty slim. I mean, in all of these many years of cosmetology, um, they should have some type of representation, and at this point, they still don't. Yeah, you're right, Mary. So that's you're you know right. that's just that's just my bend. But you know, you are in the industry, and you know how dangerous it can be if somebody's not yeah. doing something 
properly. Um, yes. <clears throat> so I actually that, may I had clients that when I was on vacation, they would come and tell me that they went to this mall and they did threading, or they went to the other mall and they did threading, and actually they told me never again because <laughs> they. Mm-hmm. Yes, they said the same thing. Never again, Zari. First of all, they don't, they don't do it the right way. And second of all, none of them wash their hands. Client after client, when they are doing oh, it no. in, in the middle of the mall, there are no sinks by them to wash their hands. And you know, I never they, thought about that. Yeah, but you're so right. they don't wash their hands, and they just do it in the middle of the mall, and because um, there is no regulating um, things on them, they don't get regulated. And also, would you I, consider being one of the teachers, or would you, you know, how how can we fix that? Oh yes, there are people that like myself. I can teach, of course, or there are other people. I'm sure that they. They have cosmetology license for now, and they might do threading also in Minnesota, but they have cosmetology license. They do hair, they do other things, plus they thread. But yes, mm. I would love to teach <clears throat> teach anyone who is interested. Hey, call Zari. Uh, what's your, <laughs> one number, uh, your number once again, Zari? Six one two 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 one four five two nine. Good, but yeah, I, I think that there there is something that needs to be done, and I'm glad that you are willing. You know, uh, who knows? But I hope someone would call you and and want to who wants to learn how to do things properly. Um, anyone can set up, set out an, a shingle. And like you said, it can be dangerous. It can be painful. It could be even worse than, you know, being attacked by tweezers if, <laughs> if they do things properly. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, you point out something, I again, I don't uh, go often, but when I have gone, you're right. They don't have basic sanitation. They're not uh, having running water to wash exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, you know, it's very common for threaders to hold in their teeth. So yeah. um, it, it, you want to have a, a good kind of base or a good established, you know, method or, or uh, level that uh, yeah. you're, you're exercising sanitation. And what does proper sanitation mean? Um, that would be an important thing to know. Yeah, and and observe. Do they do these in in open markets? So, like in uh, like a park, would you see a threader? In where? In parks? Yeah, like in a park, like at a festival or something. I have not seen it myself. But do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Someone called me and said, "Do you use your saliva for the thread?" <laughs> and I said, "No, we do not do that." And mm. I guess there has been places that when they have the thread, they use the saliva to instead of toner. You know, I use toner. Oh. Toner you know, is good. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but I, I have seen talk. I have seen the people who thread, um, and yeah, I've seen that. I I can't say I've attended or went into those places, but um, I each to his own. But I think sometimes when a person sees a person in a mall, especially um, performing any kind of service, it could be a shoe salesman or whatever, they just automatically believe that they've gone through some kind of training. They believe that they've gone through some kind of something to set some standards and that they're protected. That is absolutely not the case. Um, so yeah. all are not created equal. It's good for the consumer to be aware. And yeah. um, if you go to Zari, you actually will have a positive experience. I I have our schedules don't match, but um, I have um, implicit faith in her. She has a very loyal clientele. She um, is... Um, I'd say more than average as far as clean and neat and, you know, caring about um, your experience overall. She's um, got atmosphere. She has, uh, I don't know if you have aromatherapy or if that was Dawn, uh, who was our massage therapist, but um, do you have aromatherapy? I sure do. I do. <laughs> I In the environment that I do the threading, I make it so... And therapeutic and a music, very soft music and nice light, lavender, or sometimes I use the ecliptics. Eucalyptus? Eucalyptus. Oh, yeah. Yes, to make them relax better. Yes, I make it comfortable for them. And actually, ladies who come for the first time, they even tell me, Zari, if there is such a big difference between your place and other places that we have been threaded. So, yes. And another thing I wanted to mention, when you go threading, when you go to get threaded, make sure your stomach is full, like you ate before you go. Because if your stomach is, if you're hungry, you feel it more. Then when you are, you know, satisfied, your stomach oh, is full, your, <laughs> all the, uh, you know, brain, brain activity goes towards the stomach, so you do not feel the pain as much. And along that line, I, I, it does, I mean, you definitely know that there's some pulling or something going on, but I don't think it's that painful. Maybe you get used to it. I'm not sure. But it is a you good tip. To it. If you're if you're yeah. going to have a threading, eat before you go. Make sure you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I love Definitely. it. Um, <laughs> is there uh, any method that can cause your hair to um, grow back differently? Um, it, or maybe it is threading. That's the one that your hair will grow back the same. You know, just just very naturally, and so people should yeah. stick with that. You shouldn't go back and forth, correct? Correct. And many ladies ask me, is it going to make our hair more? Is it going to come back more? I have ladies that I have been doing for the last 22 years, and they have the same skin, beautiful skin. Honest to God, 
some of them, I don't think they have ever aged in these 22 years. <laughs> they, their skin is beautiful. Their skin is shiny. And, oh, you know. I wasn't kidding. I, you know, well, I don't know how old some of your clients are or not, but figure if they've been around for 20 years or more, yeah. then they're not 20. <laughs> no, they're they are not 20. <laughs> they look amazing. I know uh, you also. You are, but you're a baby though. So, but you also look amazing. And thank um, you very much. Just made, part of it is your spirit. Sweet. You know, you're very, um, you're very calm. You're sweet. You're, you, you know, nothing really riles you. Uh, thank you too much. <laughs> you <laughs> we are know instances in the industry that sometimes, oh, sometimes. <laughs> But um, <laughs> you, inside and out, are really a beautiful person, and you uh, are the sweet, people man. that Thank you. Um, yeah, the people that you help really um, should be loyal because um, you give a lot to them, and so I'm glad that it's a you're in the profession. Um, thank you very much, Mary. Thank you. Is there any last uh, little thing you want to share with the audience before we well? I'm going to do a, a sign-off after uh, yeah. I say farewell to you, but is there anything else you want the group to know? Yes. Um, just remember that they, you know, um, they always say uh, you will see the result um, as you put, in, you, you put in something. You take out what you put in. So mm. what happens with this? skin, just take care of it. Make it beautiful. It doesn't matter if you come to me or go to somebody else, but make sure you go to someone who has license and knows how to treat you and how to do it the right way. But make sure you get it threaded because if you wax it, then you will get a lot of premature wrinkling because it's not good for your skin. A lot of times you develop allergy for your skin and it doesn't work anymore for you so oh, no, that was one thing i never knew you can get allergies yes you get aller- um, allergy to the wax because a lot of the waxes oh. are made with bee wax mm. see just see this is what masters masters know everything <laughs> so <laughs> i just oh my goodness i appreciate you sharing uh, just keep growing and doing great things. Look thank up. Thank you, Mary. Um, you are yes. so sweet. Oh, thank you. Look up um, the possibility, when you're ready, of uh, branding some products because we know that they would be top-notch. Uh, thank and, you. And, uh, you know, just slide into another level. How long have, have you been waxing by, or excuse me, not waxing, threading? I'm going to ask that. Um, Since I was nine years old, I started it. But professionally, I started in America because uh, that was 22 years ago. I started doing threading as professional. Awesome. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and we will talk to you again and see you at the top, young Ms. Zari. Thank you so much, Mary. And Miss Mary, you have yourself a wonderful holiday. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
Thank you. This is Mary Reed. You've been listening to Zari Bakhtiari, uh, and I am with Hair and Head and Heart, and Zari has a wonderful studio um, in Edina, Minnesota, so you'll have to visit her. It's uh, uh, Salons by JC, and uh, very easy to find, Ms. Zari, Z-A-R-I. Just to wrap up, There are a lot of good things going on and a lot of not-so-good things going on in the community. I want you to look out for the good things. And one of the things that's coming up is a conference in Bloomington. It's for women. It's it's one of the skill path conferences. And it's got everything that you could imagine needing as a woman on the rise. So uh, learning to lead, uh, presenting yourself. Uh, when you're, you know, uh, improving your image, um, all kinds of things, um, how to say the right thing in tough situations. But good good little seminar coming up in Bloomington. There are different dates, but look up SkillPath. It's www.skillpath.com, or you can call their 800 number, 1-800-873-7545. And until then, you just keep growing. This is Mary Reed signing out from Hair, Head, and Heart, and I'll talk to you next time. Next week, by the way, we will be talking to the owners of Depart Smart. So if you have children who are traveling or young people who are traveling to other countries, especially in these times, it'll come in handy. They'll give you some good tips so your child can come back safely. Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining the discussion on Hair, Head, and Heart with your host, Mary Reed Johnson. Mary steps from behind the chair to discuss universal topics and share passions and insights to help all ages and communities know better, do better, and be better. Join us every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Check out Hair, Head and Heart homepage on PBS Radio or visit 3hwellness.org to grow with us.